Hi, I'm Danielle Davarona. And I'm Shannon Brielle. And, and this is... Them Service! Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Your weekly female-driven anime podcast. Woo! Brought to you by... The, the Weirdlings! Weirdlings. Great! Yay! Uh, we are in unison! <laughs> We've got it. We've got it down. Girl, what are you watching this week? Oh my god, what am I watching this week? What am, uh, I've been like between anime uh, this week. Last, yesterday I started Gurren Lagann. Finally. <gasps> Have you never started? I've never watched that? it. Oh my god. I never Don't believe in you. It. Believe in the me that believes in you. Oh my goodness. <gasps> yeah, so I started it uh, yesterday. I'm enjoying it so far. I've seen Kill a Kill, which is okay. made by the same people who do Gurren Lagann. Right. So I'm like down. I really, so far I'm like, I really appreciate the, not necessarily the aesthetic, but like the, how, how stylized it is. Mm-hmm. Like the, it, it's brand of comedy. Um, yeah, it, I mean, I think those are the things that I liked about Kill a Kill whenever I was watching it, and so I'm glad, like, you can tell, like, that they have the same sense of humor. Interesting. That, yeah, the people that they did to the two shows. So, um, I'm intrigued. So far, I'm only two episodes in. Cool. Um, so, but, but I want to keep watching. I was watching Dead Man Wonderland, and I was like, you know, no hate to anybody who likes Dead Man Wonderland, but I definitely, like, couldn't keep going with it. And I feel like there's only, like, 13 episodes. Yeah. Or something like that. It's like, yeah, it's not a lot. fast. But, um, but I was like, mm, not my cup of tea, I don't think. Like, the first episode was real, real good. Yeah. And I was like, whoa, like, this is amazing. This is, this is like, jumping right in, in the middle of the story, like a Shakespearean play. <laughs> and, uh, I don't know. It was, like, super exciting. But then, like, it suddenly is just, like, it, like, introduces, like, the candy mechanic. And it's, like, you have to, like, eat this candy every day to live, or every three days to live. And then it, like, says that, and then it, like, doesn't bring it back. <laughs> yeah. And it's like uh, I don't know, like it it, it it starts stuff and it doesn't really go through with it. It like introduces a lot of characters as evil, and then suddenly you are supposed to like that. I don't know. I was very much like, mm, like I stopped paying attention, like the third episode, mm-hmm. and I would just like get up and go cook dinner and yeah. like not watch it anymore. <laughs> and I realized like, oh, maybe I just don't like this. And so I don't know. I, I don't know. No hate to anybody who really does like it, but I, yeah, it just became like a battle royale, and I was like, man, man. I don't remember if we talked extensively at all about this anime or not, other than maybe mentioning that you hadn't seen it before. Yeah. I got really hyped about it after I saw the first episode and told a couple people to watch it, and then the further that I got into it, the more that I was uh, also sharing the same feelings that you yeah. had, where... Uh, certain parts of the story didn't go anywhere. Certain parts of the story got a little bit convoluted. And a lot of it just, it started to feel really sloppy and mismatched in yeah. the way that the story flowed. Uh, I would say that some parts of the character development are okay. But all in all, the best part of that anime is the first episode and the fact that it the episodes are no longer than 30 minutes. <laughs> So, uh, you know, thank God. But, uh, you know, you can't love everything. And I yeah, think yeah, that's yeah. okay. But yeah. it's got an interesting aesthetic to it. I think some of the characters are super well drawn and they would translate really well into chibis, which is always great. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, it was definitely aesthetically pleasing. And I liked the world that it was built in. You know, yeah. but I just think that the story, the, like, the story didn't didn't live up to the world that it was created yeah. inside of. Like, I felt like it could have been better. And I haven't read any of it, and maybe it reads better. Like, maybe it doesn't just sit in a battle oh, royale for a while. You know, because, I mean, a lot of the time, anime, it's just like, I'm going to take my time developing because I've got this manga that exists, and I need to, you know, make as many uh, episodes as possible in order to not get ahead. Right. Um, 
but I don't know, it just fell flat. Like, yeah, a really great beginning, and then it just falls flat in the middle of it. And I, yeah, I just, I, I was like, oh, this isn't, I don't need to keep up with this. I don't know. I was like, if I really want to watch it, I can just Netflix it later again. Yep. Yeah, so. Truth. What are you watching? Are you watching anything? Yes. Uh, so I just got done with Silver Spoon, which is also on Netflix. Uh, not sponsored. Wish we could be. Holla, Netflix. Holla. Holla. Uh, Silver Spoon is super great. It's an agricultural slice of life anime, and I super enjoyed it. It was really, really visceral in the way that it describes like the life and death of animals in farm-like scenarios, and it goes through lots of different types of farms. It's really, really interesting. The character development is super thorough. I very much enjoy the, um, the interactions between all the different characters and the meaningful relationships that happen between them all. It's super duper interesting. Uh, I don't know. There's such a respect for life in the anime as well in terms of the animals and the purposes they serve, the people and what they're doing uh, for the food industry, which then is for the people. It's just such a good, uh, interesting feeling anime. I cried so much. What? Oh my gosh, I cried so much. Just because some moments are so tender and raw and simple Mm -hmm. and other moments are very... uh, jarring and intense and uh within the realm of real possibility you know it's all very real so that's the part that i really enjoyed about it is that i could you know i had friends in ffa in high school who would have similar experiences who would really be able to identify with these things like um raising an animal to then know that you're gonna have to take it to like a show sell it and they're gonna turn it into meat at some point you know like to know that and then to watch it happen um in an anime in a real way and have characters go through the motion of and the uh, emotional development of realizing that the animal that they've been loving and like raising for months is gonna, is gonna die, die. Yeah. Uh, and coming to terms with that it's a very interesting struggle Aww. and that's not even the only or the best part of the anime but that's one of the first uh, that's one of the first conflict resolution moments that happens in the anime and I think it's really interesting the way that they show the main character and how he deals with it and what he decides to do about it. I don't want to give away spoilers or anything, so I just very much encourage you to watch it. It is full of amazing information, and it talks a lot about the different types of facilities and the different types of treatment for animals, and it even mentions how Westerners view certain types of the way that they're doing things, which is super cool. And then it talks about how none of those ways are right or wrong. It's just a matter of where you're at in your like farming situation mm. and what means you have and things. It's wow. just really great. That sounds really really interesting. Another one that is on Netflix that I uh, I started but haven't gotten super far into, but I am very into it is Slash. It has more to the name. It's kind of like Madoka Magic. Yeah, Madoka Magica, where it's like Puella, blah, 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 blah. But it's called Slash, and if you look it up, it's there. And it's a really neat, interesting anime about this girl whose family lineage and the generations before her are all trained to be wielders of these guardians, and they're supposed to fight this epic battle. And the guardians are physical forms of um, kind of like, it's kind of like if, D&D characters came to life and came to protect you. Uh, so, like, one of them would be a mage, and one of them would be an archer, and so one of them would what? be, like... Is it a lot like Fate Stay Night? That's it! That is it? Oh, I thought it was called Slash. Yeah, uh, it's, it's Fate. Fate. It's Fate. Fate. It's Fate. Ah, yeah. 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 <laughs> I watched it. Oh! Uh, I, I, like, uh, I got, like, 
I got to the season like um, the, the, season the break like where, the winter season break uh-huh. where I went on hiatus for a second on Hulu. Yeah, and then I like tried to pick it back up, and then I, but I wasn't like since I wasn't like binging it, I like didn't get you know roll back into it. So you're but, halfway no, in, but yeah, I'm halfway in. Oh, yeah. so we can watch it together. Yeah, we can watch it. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, okay. it's really good. Okay, yeah. I'm two episodes in, and I'm really really excited about it. It looks so interesting. The anime style would be. If I could wish a style into my hand to pump out into the world, it would be that style. It's really gorgeous. That is... It's very, Oh, my God. It's like a visual orgasm. Mm -hmm. Holy shit. My eyes are addicted to this anime. I don't care what they're saying. (laughs) My eyes just need this anime. Like, they do water and tears. You know, um... You know that it has multiple series, right? Like, it's based off of a video game. <gasps> so, yeah. So, uh, it's based off of a video game, in case, like, y'all don't know, or in case you do know. I didn't know. We were just talking I didn't about know. This. And so, uh, the great thing about it is that um, there's there's multiple... Ah, there's multiple journeys within the show. Ooh. So, it's like, there's, like, Fate Stay Night, Fate Zero, <gasps> Fate blah, 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 blah. But, yeah, so it's, like, in each one... It, like, different things happen, but it's the same characters. They all look like... It does doesn't it all look? look exactly the same, because, it's, you know, it's like, oh, this one was made in 2009. Are they so relatives? Like, Are they relatives visually? Uh, they're relatives, yeah. Okay. I mean, like, okay. yeah, but they're not, like... It's not exactly the same. They're but not it's, but it's multiple. But it's, it's similar aesthetics, because it's the same... You know, story. Uh, but it's really good. Oh, uh, so Yeah, because I, I hadn't more. watched Fate Zero, I don't think... But I was watch. I've watched half of Fate Stay Night. Fate. Blah, 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 blah. I watched half of Fate Stay Night, and then I started a different series also. And I was like, "This is different than the one I was watching." And then I realized that it's supposed to be different because it's oh, like, okay. yeah, because you can play the, in the video game. I guess different things can happen. Does as it well. matter which one you watch first? I don't think so. No, because it's all completely different. Oh, yeah, it's cool. just like the same characters in the same plot, oh, or you know, the same the same world in the initial story. It's like oh. you know, and then there's also. I think that Fate Zero is actually the journey of, like, a previous generation. Oh, okay, yeah. that would make more sense. But then, okay. but then there's Fate Stay Night, and there's another version with the same generation as well. Oh, interesting. That's in Fate Stay Night. Yeah. Ah! Yeah, so it's really cool. Yay! We will update you on the exciting progress of our anime-watching journeys as this continues. Um, yeah. Also, I watched one other thing. Um, that I realized I forgot about was I watched a movie called uh, Garden of Words, which I texted you about, and I was like, yes, you should watch this. I, I need to watch it still. So it's only like 40 minutes long, um, and it is literally, like, if Fate Stay Night is, like, freaking your eyes out, like, make, with joy, uh, uh, Garden of Words is gonna, like, make you, like, poop your pants. <laughs> like, like, it's so beautiful, um, because it's about Japan during rainy season, uh, and so there's, like, so much work that goes into like the detail and all of the water and the rain yeah it's like it's so gorgeous like i literally was like sitting on my couch like holding my pillow like just staring at my television in awe because it was so pretty and it's like it's only 40 minutes long probably because of the amount of detail that went into work and you know into animating it uh but yeah it's literally just about like i'm not gonna spoil it but it's just about like two people who meet during the rainy season and sort of just like the lives their their lives after they meet or whatever. How um, cool. But yeah, like the entire and like it's the way that the story is told, like it like I swear to God, it existed in written form and like somebody read it and was like, this the visuals that, you know, go along with this text has to be like it has to be as beautiful as this text is because half of it is just like poetry. Yeah. And uh 
you know, like, the narrative of it is just, like, the, the character just says, like, a small, like, a little poem for a sec. And so, and I'm, like, I, it's just, like, uh, it's so pretty. I like, wish you could see our faces right it's now. It's so like, pretty. We are twisted in sentimentality and nostalgia. Oh, my God. Like, if you haven't seen Garden of Words and you are really into just, like, the aesthetic of just, like, artwork and really appreciating beauty in your anime, I definitely suggest it. Because, like, immediately, I because, you know, Danielle's an artist. And so, immediately... I texted her after I finished it. I was like, you need to watch this. It is the prettiest thing I've, like, ever seen. It's on Hulu. It's, it's on... My friend has it on uh, on Blu-ray, but I could probably ask him if I could, or Ooh, you can come over. Yes. We can just have it on. We can have it on when we edit. We can let's watch. You can let's watch. Ooh. We can watch. Yes. Let's yeah, let's, let's, let's watch. watch. Okay. Guys, I think we might let's watch that. So uh, if you would be interested in that, we will... Well... I don't really care if you're interested or not. <laughs> uh, we are going to be doing this thing, and if you want to join in and be a cool kid and watch us, then you can join us at the link that we talk about later. In and life. <laughs> do it. Yeah. Great. Well, sweet Jesus, let's move on. Yeah, let's move uh, on, definitely. We've got some news, guys. We've got some really, really cool news. Shannon, you want to start with your news? No, you start with your news. Oh, that's right. I forgot. <laughs> I forgot I was starting with my news. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Danielle just dropped all our sugary treats. From our super awesome video, which you should have already watched because it will go out before this. But if you haven't, go check our uh, Kawaii Box and Japan Crate videos. Yay! Yay! They're super cute. If you want to know what we look like and not just like how we sound all the time, uh, I would definitely watch them because I think that we're both very cute. Shannon, where can you find these videos? You can find them on youtube.com slash theweirdlings. Or check us out at theweirdlings.com. Nice. Check out that plug. Oh, God, we're pro. Gruh, Jesus. Gruh. <laughs> the noise I just made. Gruh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Moving on. So, yeah, Danielle's got some news. So, Pokemon Go, everybody. If you have not heard... The Android and Apple systems will be updating in 2016 with Pokemon capabilities. This app system has a watch simulator type device that hooks to your wrist. Looks kind of like a drop pin on a map, but it, the top of it is shaped and colored like a Pokeball. And you can go out into your real world environment, whether you're running to work or walking to your car or just out with friends. And you can find real Pokemon in the wild. Whenever you use your phone, it sets up the GPS location with your watch and it tells you how many feet away from the Pokemon you are. If you utilize your cellular device, you can use the camera option in your environment. So you look for the Pokemon and like, let's say there was a bench to the, to the right about 200 yards. You hold your camera up to the bench and then like the Pokemon is behind it or whatever. And you work as yourself to catch your Pokemon in the wild and keep them. You can trade and battle with real friends in real time all over the world and I believe you can also work in tandem with other people to catch mega Pokemon or ultra Pokemon or whatever the hell. What are they called? Ah, uh, Jesus. Oh my god. I know I, you're talking I, about. Like, I'm not exotic and not no, but it's, I can't. You uh, have to edit all of this out because I can't not know. No. Like, you have to edit all this out. Uh, I can't not know what real po Rare Pokemon. Rare, They're just called rare Pokemon. rare Pokemon. No, no, there's really a rare Pokemon, but it's like the ultimate Pokemon. It's like not rare, no. it's not ultimate, it's like Oh my god, it's on the tip of my tongue. I'm having a face show, but it's like, it's like the crazy best oldest shit. What is this not epic? Oh my god. 
Holy crow. Oh my god. I'm like having the biggest aphasia right now. I'm really But it means like it's hurting old. Me. It's hurting me. And Ah! Old and like legendary. regal, like legendary. Oh my legendary. <laughs> legendary. We're gonna keep this because I think that's no! hilarious that we couldn't remember oh my God! the word legend. Wait for it. Dairy. Guys, like, I can't believe that that just guys, happened to both of us. I'm going to a Pokemon, like, like I, I'm going on a Pokemon date later. Like, and I need to, I need to be up on my game. I broke up with people in fifth grade because they didn't know proper Pokemon wordage, vernacular, and that uh, somebody tried to take my Pokemon cards. Wow. Dude. I stole Pokemon cards when <gasps> I was, like, eight. No, whatever. Uh, were you playing and then you played uh, No Kipsies Backsies? Or did you just straight up take them? I saw oh, like a five bitch. year old. <laughs> oh my god! I'm so sorry. Like it's like the one like awful thing I've done in my life. I was like eight years old, and this little kid who was like the little brother of this girl I went to daycare with left like let me borrow his Pokemon cards or something, and I and I like gave him back the ones that I didn't want and kept. I kept like a Dratini and like a Dragonair. Like I was like. Like I Dragonair. I, I like wanted them because they were uh, so pretty and like. I don't know. And then, okay, but here's the thing is that my oh backpack, my backpack, you're totally like confessing okay. your sins okay. right now. Oh okay. my God. So my backpack was clear, y'all. Like you could see. They knew. No, Shannon. Oh my God. So they could see. Did and he, he say it? Oh no. To he was like, that's mine. And I was like, no, it's not. I was like, that's Shannon. Shannon. I'm so Shannon. sorry. I'm so sorry. Ah! I'm so sorry. I was What's eight. his friend's name? I don't know his name anymore, but oh my but his family, when I was in high school, started going to church with us. And like he showed up to church and he was like, I don't know, like 14, and I was like 17, and I was like, holy crap, that's that kid oh that God. I still pulled out my cards from. And you, I'm sure he still remembers and like hates me. I don't you know. Guys. But I, I, I like saw him immediately and I was like, you know that he thinks about this moment a lot, too. Like, Pokemon cards have a weird place in people's hearts. My little sister and I have this really weird memory because she thought, like, my sister's eight years younger than me, and I always was just not about her, you know? Whenever mm-hmm. we lived together in my parents' house, we just hated each other. Yeah. She was mean to me, and she would make me cry, and oh she was God. eight years younger than me, and it Holy was crap. crazy. And I thought that she was a real bitch. So I would just ignore her as much as possible. We love each other now, so it's totally okay. But um, back in the day, she was not about it. And so one weekend, I either went to California to visit my family or I was away. And she took all of my Pokemon cards that were rare, including holographic Charizard, holographic Blastoise, and oh uh, several other first edition cards. And flush them in the toilet. Oh my god! We, like... I have just recently, within the past three years probably, made peace with it in my heart. Because the day that I got that Charizard card, like my mom was with me, it, I got uh, denied access to a horse race. I was a, I was, I rode horses when I was oh, Okay. And um, I didn't own a horse. Uh-huh. And so I, th- I had been getting ready for this meet for for months. I bought like the stupid little coat and the fancy velvet hat and like the weird little pants that make your body parts feel weird in strange mm-hmm. places as a child. Mm-hmm. And then I. Uh, 
as they were loading up the horses, I was told I wasn't allowed to go because I didn't own a horse. Oh so God. it, like, broke my heart. I was bawling. I was just inconsolable. And, you know, I wasn't mad or anything. I was just crying. I was yeah, sad. Yeah, you were just no, sad. I was just yeah, sad. You, yeah. And I, I wasn't saying anything to my mom. She was being so nice to me. So, like, we, we, I just had my head down. I was trying to go to sleep in the car. I was just real sad. And we stopped, and I was like, this doesn't feel like home yet. We are at the Pokemon card store, and I was just like, oh, yeah. I feel a little better already. Yeah. And so I walked in. I opened, this like, two packs of cards because my mom was super cool, and she was like, you can have two packs this weekend. Aww. I was like, oh, my God, Mom, thanks so much. Aww, Mom. And, uh... I opened one pack and like I literally fell to the ground. I started having a panic attack and like I couldn't breathe and like the guy had to give me water and like sit me next to the counter and like weird shit happened and my mom didn't understand what was going on and he had this little display next to the register where it had uh, a cards tr- yeah because he would buy them back okay, he would buy yeah. them from you and then sell them back for more yeah. Um, I mean, he was purchasing Charizard card for for $100. Oh, my God. And I got one. <gasps> and it was the happiest day of my life. Like, it was the best panic attack I've ever had. Y'all, I would have slapped it, your sister so hard. Oh, <laughs> Like, if I, like, came home and that happened, like, I don't condone violence, you know. No. Rule, <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, if that had happened and it was my sibling, like, that, she would have been on the floor. Well, and the best part is that she feels bad about it now. Yeah. She knows now yeah. what... Like, why it was a big deal. And she still, every now and then, like, whenever we write cards to each other for birthdays or Christmases, yeah. every now and then she'll write, I'm really sorry about your Pokemon cards. Aww. And it's so funny to me because I'm like, I love you more than those little pieces of paper. But I hated you for a yeah. real long time yeah. for that. Because how old were you? Wait, how old was she and how old were you when it happened? So she must have been seven. Oh, okay. So you were like 15? Yeah, so at that point, they were just, like, a nostalgia jar. Yeah, You know, definitely. like, they were my childhood definitely. in a physical, tangible object. I was, like, close to leaving for college, so it wasn't like I was going out and being a Pokemon master anymore and playing card games, but I I still very much had other plans and opportunities for yeah. these cards. Like, I wanted to make a little mural or some kind of weird mm-hmm. something. So, uh, yeah, you know, missed opportunities. No no worries, Brianna. I'm totally not still holding it against you in any way. Uh, I love you. Sort of. But, um, yeah, we're going to – let's uh, let's hop over to – oh, wait. So that was the news on Pokemon Go. Let's go ahead and move on to Shannon's news and talk about your news. Yeah, um, so, I mean, my news is, like, news that's been around for a while, but it's, like – you know, coming closer to the release date of Digimon Try, which I'm super excited about. Just, I think, I find it funny that your news was about Pokemon today and my news is about Digimon, but whatever. <laughs> we don't I, even need to go there. Yeah, because well, because we've had this conversation before. Pokemon's like, better. I mean, here's the thing, is that we know that Pokemon is better marketing, but Digimon's story is, like, so much better. TBH. It's so much better. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. <sighs> whatever happened to Monster Rancher, though? okay anyway so uh, back to digimon try what is that yeah it's a it's a series of films that's being released the first one's being released on november 21st 
So we've got, you know, like two months. Oh, I'm so excited. Um, oh, but- just to go back for one second, Pokemon Go doesn't release until 2016. So just keep your eyes out for that next year. Yeah, so anyway. you, you've got a while. But Digimon Try is coming up, like, roll soon, sooner than we think. Um, I'm super excited. It's being produced by uh, Toy Animation, ah! which Kaya Miyazaki worked yeah! at back in the day. Yeah! So, um, so great. Uh, great people, those guys. And uh, I'm really excited because my thing about, you know, like old school Digimon, like season one is like super amazing and season mm-hmm. two is great too. And like a lot of people really love season three because it's like got that darkness factor to it. Um, but definitely I think season one has like a very special place in my heart. Um, just I love the original Digidestin uh, and I love their original Digimon. And I just, I just remember watching it and just being so amazed by it. Um, and so to have it come back, uh, and to have it look so good, like I'm super excited about the animation. Um, it's just definitely my aesthetic when it comes to like what I like. Anime. Yeah, yeah, with anime, like I'm very, very excited for it. Um, yeah, it's gonna be a series of I don't know exactly how many films. I want to say like six, but um, yeah, that goes over like the the first storyline of Digimon, cool. or like the you know with the first set of Digidestin and their Digimon. So I think it's gonna be amazing. Uh, I, yeah, I just, I can't wait to see it, and I cannot wait for November 21st to get here, because I'm gonna watch the crap out of it. Yas, 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 Be on the lookout for Digimon Try, November 21st. Meow, meow. Woo-boo-boo. Meow. In addition to that particular news, coming up very, very soon on October 6th, we are excited to talk about the Miyazaki when Marnie was there, or when Marnie was here. Uh, it's one of the things. Yeah. When Marnie was here or there. <laughs> <laughs> when Marnie was everywhere. When Marnie existed. Uh, that movie will be coming out on DVD and Blu-ray October um, 6th. Which is like this Tuesday, this upcoming Tuesday. As Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, it's a Wednesday. I think it's Wednesday. I think it's a Tuesday. Let's no. check on the calendar. I'm pretty sure it's Tuesday. All right. Price is right. Rules. Which day is it without going over? I think it's Wednesday. Shannon thinks it's Tuesday. It's Tuesday! I'm it's wrong! It's Tuesday! I win! So this Tuesday, uh, when Marnie was somewhere... Yeah. <laughs> this Tuesday, when Marnie was there, we'll be premiering on DVD and Blu-ray here in America. Super very excited. Shannon and I both happened to go and see it in theaters at different times. And like, basically in the same weekend, though. It was very strange. Yeah. Oh, but it was also only being offered. It was an event. Yeah. But we didn't know that each other was there, so we saw it at different times with different groups of people, but we both had the same crazy reaction, which was like, Aw, this is really great. I'm really excited about the what are you know? Yeah. Yes. Danielle definitely more Danielle literally called me and was like so excited and angry at the same time about this movie, but it was it was brilliant. So. Like I couldn't even wait until the day was over. I got in my car and called her and just like <laughs> had a meltdown. It I was, was so fantastic. excited pissed. It was, it was great. It was a great so, meltdown. We're really excited to announce that that will be available for you on October 6th. Please go ahead and check that out. And in addition to talking about Miyazaki, this episode of Fun Service is going to be all about Miyazaki Madness! <laughs> we love being in tandem with one another! Hooray! So, Miyazaki is one of the persons that really got me super jazzed about anime in general. And once I stumbled upon Spirited Away, it was so hard for me to stay out of the rabbit hole of Miyazaki films. Um, Last year, I bought the 
DVD set of 17 films, which are available both as English dubs and subs, and it... Oh, it changed my life. Oh, it changed my life. I watch all of these movies all the time as I go to bed. I know every single one of them, like, quotably now, which is so cool and exciting. And ugh, I just, I go so hard for all of his stuff. And yeah, I feel, as you should. I feel like this is, I'm a really basic beginner person in anime, whereas you've been watching for such a long time. So you have the, like, this very broad spectrum of animes to choose from. And it's still legitimate to appreciate Miyazaki as one of the, you know, the foundational persons for anime and, like, what good anime is and mm -hmm. what it should strive to mm -hmm. be. Um, so, ah, this is, like, the situation where I go super otaku status. Like, I have, <laughs> uh, I have one of... I guess let's just dive into what is our what is our first topic for this? Our first uh, topic is so the generations of Miyazaki. Yeah. So like all the different types of movies that he has and where he started and how his movies have progressed. And there's two books that I highly recommend for this particular topic. One of them is called Starting Point, 1979 to 1996, which is about Hayao Miyazaki. And then the other book in tandem with that one, which is called Turning Point from 1996 to 2008. These are both amazing books about his journey through different anime studios with his friends slash rivals and then branching out into and creating Studio Ghibli and all the trials and tribulations that have gone through there and then Turning Point talks about his golden age whenever he really hit his stride with things like Miyazaki or I'm sorry with things like Spirited Away, Totoro, and uh, House Moving Castle, all the movies that we feel like really mm. exemplify his look yeah. as an animator. Um, yeah, so like, yes, whereas I have a broad spe spectrum of different anime, mm -hmm. I think that your knowledge, like, when you get into things, like, you really, really get into things. And so, like, <laughs> I can say, like, I, like, I love Miyazaki, obviously, seen tons of his films, but I don't, I think that you, I mean, you've read books on it, like, you, you know so much, you have so much merch. Let me tell you, we're surrounded by Totoros right now, I will just say, but. <laughs> There's three Totoros and a Totoro blanket. Yeah, like, it's. they're all different. It's fantastic. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, so, I think that, like, your understanding and your knowledge of Miyazaki definitely is going to be much more intense than mine will, but I would love to just discuss this and let's just talk about it. Let's just go all over yeah. the place. Uh, so first of all, like, we're going to talk about the generations. So, like, uh -huh. what are the generations? Because, yeah, like, I, I can say, like, oh, I know this and this and that, but, like... So the very first film that he did was in, I think, 1972 or 73 called Go Panda Go. Okay. And it was during the, um, the first panda diplomacy exchanges between Japan and China. Mm -hmm. So Japan was receiving two pandas from China, and this movie helped celebrate that in that golden panda oh. age. Okay. And it was really, really exciting. It was very cute. It's got like a 66% on Rotten Tomato. It's probably not Miyazaki's best film, but whose first real film is their best anyway. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> thank you. I think I think the the progression and some of like the milestones that we should definitely touch on. Um, go Panda Go first, great, cool cool times. Um, Nausicaa of the Valley of the Wind was one of the first uh, animes that really kind of got a environmental message that he incorporates into lots of his animes out. So many. <laughs> so that is one of uh, that's one of the big th themes that he works with and I think that film really exemplifies that as an introduction. 
Uh, Castle in the Sky is a really big film, so since it comes next, it's noteworthy. Mm-hmm. Totoro is huge, especially in merchandise in terms of representing Miyazaki mm-hmm. and Studio Ghibli. So uh, I think in being really honest, I guess we'll get to this later, but uh, Totoro isn't necessarily my favorite mascot, but it's kind of like the Pikachu of Studio Ghibli. It's yeah, just definitely. easy to recognize. It doesn't yeah. mean it's the best, but it's everywhere. Yeah. So... Um, Totoro is super noteworthy in that way. And then I think, of course, you know, the um, the movies that we all know and love, like Princess Mononoke, Spirited Away, everything that happened in his Renaissance period where he really had a style that he stuck to and explored with characters that reoccur in lots of different and exciting ways throughout his animes. Um, super fun. So, yay, Generations! What, oh. uh, what was the first movie that you saw of his? Um, the first Miyazaki film I saw was Kiki's Delivery Service. Um, yeah, and I probably can't really place an age on it. Like, I had to have been anywhere between, like, 7 and 10, honestly. Um, I just know that I was, yeah, definitely in elementary school, uh, and I remember I was obsessed with the music in it, and it was, like, the 90s, uh, American version, like, so it was, it was the dub, obviously, but they had, like, this song in it that was, like... Uh, so I'm gonna fly higher than I ever, ever been, or whatever, and, like, I was, like, super obsessed, like, I was, like, running around in my living room, like, this is the best song I've ever heard! Oh my god! And, like, I don't know, and obviously, like, I was obsessed because it was anime, and I, but I just remember, like, loving that movie so much, and I know that the second one that I saw had to have been spirited away because, like, I couldn't get my hands on anything else, really, but, um... I don't think I made the connection that they were both directed by the same person until okay. it was like, you know, late middle school. Interesting. Um, so, but yeah, yeah, I started with Kiki's Delivery Service. I love that movie still today. Like, it's a great movie. It is a great um, movie. I think the good thing about his movies, though, is that, you like, I think they they just transcend, like, any age at this point. Like, they're, they're just so... They're, I don't know. To me, they're like a good black dress. They're timeless. Yeah, they're definitely timeless. You know, it doesn't matter what age you are. It doesn't matter if you're a boy or girl. It doesn't matter, like, what you've been through in life. I feel like he makes his... He makes his stories too personal, and that's what makes them relatable to everyone, mm-hmm. because he puts all of himself in his movies. You know, there's so many times where characters break down and they cry those gross oh tears, god. the ones that, like, the, you know you've yeah. cried before. Oh my god. And Every, it's so ugh. good. Like, that scene in Spirited Away. That's exactly what I'm thinking no, of, yeah, too. Exactly. She's, she's with eating, food in her she's mouth. eating and crying. Oh my god. Like, it literally takes me back to an exact moment in my life where I was eating and just sobbing, and, and like, I know that exact feeling that she has has like I know how much pain she's going through and, like mm-hmm. my parents have never been turned into pigs but like, <laughs> you know, like I've never been spirited away and like taken away from my parents and had to you know fight to get them back but I, I can imagine exactly what she's going through in that moment and it's just like ugh, it, ugh. It's, no it's so relatable it's so good and I just you know that's gotta be that has to be the over the overarching theme of why he is so good at what he does is because he really does invest the time in those little moments that mm-hmm. really bring you back to your own world and relating it into his crazy fantastical yeah. world. Because when I show these movies to other people, because Miyazaki is my favorite way to get people into anime, and when I show them 
to other people, the very first thing that they say is that was so weird, but it was so good. And I think the weird comes from the Japanese animation style as well as the rules of the world or the physicality yeah, of the world. Yeah. Um, you know, with like the uh the 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 boiler man, Kamaji, whenever he reaches for things and his arm goes way longer than you're than you know it's supposed Mm -hmm. to or whatever it's kind of like jarring in a way and it defies the gravity and the physics that you think the world is setting up for you um but then there's that one that one moment where Kahiro has to put her shoes back on Mm -hmm. and she kicks them on a little bit and she Mm -hmm. taps her toe on the ground in the little sit sprite cage area and it's just those little tiny details where you think about the little moments where you were a kid and you had to tie your shoe funny and you like wiggle it on a little bit or something. I don't know. Uh, it just really brings you back and it makes you relate. And it's so thoughtful. And I very much appreciate the thoughtfulness behind it all. Oh, yeah. Um, what is the most recent movie that you've seen? Uh, I, literally, I literally just watched uh, Spirited Away like last week again because I, I had a friend I had a friend who had never seen it and I um what a joy yeah and I was like dude come over we're watching this movie like how have you never seen Spirited Away uh it's literally like my second favorite movie of all time my first favorite movies being Lion King and Pocahontas so like I you know I it's it's yeah. <laughs> so I was like, I don't understand. Like, also, I'm like, it's been out for like 14 years. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. <sighs> Which is silly. <laughs> but That's yeah. crazy. What's, what's, the, what's the first one you saw? I believe the first one I saw was also Kiki's Delivery Service. Oh, okay. Um, I was in either really late high school or super early college when I saw it first. Okay. And I was obsessed after. I think I also saw Spirited Away Next, followed by House Moving Castle, and mm-hmm. then Ponyo. And I found Totoro after that. Oh, my God. Ellen Dakota Fanning. I am so sorry. But, like fire y'all got me so annoyed at night (laughs) when I was trying to sleep and all I hear the whole movie they parrot each other one says one line and the other one says it too and I know it's just because that's like how little siblings are when you've got a little sister that's how that goes Uh, so they did a really great job in keeping it real in that way but holy I could not sleep and it was just I always put his movies on when I go to bed so it's just like you guys Um, but that is the order in which I saw things and what's the most recent one you watched? I watched I I really like to fall asleep to my neighbors the Yamadas okay yeah so I've been watching that for probably a solid like week straight (laughs) Um, that one in Spirited Away because they're on the same disc okay yeah like 17 disc DVD set Mm mhm um, yeah. Okay, so what's the one, what's the movie that you watch the most? Because, like, I know you watch them before you go to bed or whatever. Which one do you watch the most? Uh, oh, Lord. Uh, honestly, Pompoko. Really? Yeah. I think that's, like, I don't think I've seen Pompoko. <gasps> okay, you guys. So, Pompoko is about raccoons and their balls. Right, sacks. it's the balls one. Oh, yeah, it's the weird one. Oh, my God. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Guys, this movie, I've watched this movie 30 times, at least. At least 30 times. Promise. And every time I watch it, there is a scene that happens that I forget about. Because there's so much going on in this movie. And it's crazy because their balls have, like, weird magical powers. And sometimes they're able to, like, channel all their testosterone and energy and turn into weird, magical, mythical creatures. It's nuts. It's nuts. It's nuts. And, you know, to top it all off, Literally. It's, it's, it's nuts! Oh, 
Shannon! I love you right now. Ugh. So, but seriously, though, it's fucking crazy, and I just can't stand it. It's so good. It's so funny, and it's so real. Um, it also has a very heavy environmental message that's not even subtle about it in this film at all. <laughs> and I really appreciate how historically accurate it is because it's talking about the new Tama development uh, in Tama Hills, which is real, and the, the expansion that happened around and after the Olympic season which is also a theme in From Up on Poppy Hill. It really just kind of echoes the, uh, the turmoil and the things that the, the community was going through at the time. And I just really appreciated it uh, being so accurate in that way and then being so fantastical all in the same way. Mm -hmm. You know, like the, the ball raccoon pilgrimage did not really occur but the setup of the story and the historical accuracy behind it makes it plausible in your brain for a quarter of a second where you're like oh man those poor raccoons and their weird balls oh wait they're okay i mean the real raccoons were sad whenever this really happened but okay <laughs> these ones are are fine so it's a good one what about you the wait, one what'd you say most, yeah what? Uh, oh i definitely watch uh spirit away the most like, I have that movie memorized, like, seriously. And, and like, I pretty much, I, like, work myself up into crying every single time I watch it. Me too! Because I'm so proud of her by the end of the movie. Yeah! And I'm just like, she's grown up so much. Like, and she's like, oh, I think I can handle yeah, it. Yeah, I was about to say that too! Oh, my God! Ah! <laughs> like, I literally, I can't, I can't even. No, like, every single time I watch it, though, I'm so happy and like i was like not annoyed but like a little upset because the last time i watched it like i had to split it in half because my friend had to like go see another movie like he came over later than he expected to so we had to stop it like right before all of the no face drama took place and like then, like so we had to like pick up at the no face drama and then go to the end and so i wasn't able to get the same emotional release that i usually get when i watched that movie i and love so that i was like kind of upset but i was still just as proud of her because obviously i'm just like you were so scared to go to school and now you like did all this stuff and you saved your parents now you like you're fine you're like i can handle fifth grade it's everything whatever. is like, easier like oh my god she's gonna get her period and she's gonna go well it's still better than my parents being pigs yeah so like she, yeah, I'm okay she'll be like at least you know i don't have to i, I don't know like almost die five times yeah like, yeah <laughs> like, oh my god she's like oh i did spend a week in the spirit world this is much <laughs> better than that <laughs> people are like there's children dying in africa she's like have you been to the spirit world <laughs> have you seen ducks come out of a crazy crazy boat because oh i have like literally <laughs> you've seen nothing until your parents were pigs also you guys just so you know in the kawaii box no in the japan crate that we opened that you guys should have already watched by now. I definitely got these things called Kompeto Sugar Candies. I rant and rave about them being my favorite thing in Japan Crate, but I also needed to tell you that after looking them up a little bit, these are supposed to be the candies that the little soot sprites are eating whenever, um, what's her Maggi. tits? 
No. Oh, no, Lynn. Yeah, whenever Lynn uh, feeds them. It is the coolest thing. They're shaped the same. They're colored the same. They are the same. Whenever you look at the, the little backstory, the little soot sprites are eating them. And I just love it. Yeah, I'm holding really them, cute. and I'm very excited, and I'm trying not to eat them because you guys being on a microphone and that being annoying, but I'm really excited. I'm going <laughs> to eat one right now. <laughs> uh, so what's the, um, which movie have you, I guess, seen the least or like could stand not to see again probably I think is the better question because like so I've like seen a few only one time but there's some that I'm like I would watch that again it's you know there there's so many movies of his that I feel like are very rewatchable I could watch Spirited Away and House Moving Castle every day forever until I died and not be sad like if that was all I could watch mm -hmm. I wouldn't be sad ever um but things like Totoro, I could totally stand to not watch again. I feel like you're going to make like a lot of Miyazaki fans be like, oh man. Well, hear me out oh, though, man. because I love the, the idea of the movie. The idea of the movie think, is so cute. You know, and I think that uh, maybe the great thing about it is like the aesthetic of it is very lovely. Yeah. Yeah. And I, you know, I guess another way to put this too is that the sub is better for me in yeah. this scenario. I'm not saying that I will never watch Totoro again. I've watched it within the past two months willingly by myself alone. <laughs> so it's definitely not something that I don't ever watch, but I could stand to not see it again, especially with the English dub because the way that the girls say certain lines and the way that their pitch hits it just like it makes me understand what my mom was talking about when I was little and I get excited the way that I do now mm -hmm. and she was like I want to kill you I <laughs> love you so much but I just want to squeeze the life out of your face so you oh never make gosh. that noise again so you know I would get so pissed when she would say weird shit like that but now I understand because <laughs> when those girls are sitting there screaming and like they're they're parroting each other yeah, and they're saying yeah, yeah. the same words over and over again Oh my god, it just makes my skin crawl. Like, I get those weird pricklies on the back of my neck, and it makes me want to murder something, so oh I just, god. like, bite my arm. Oh, I hate it. <laughs> so, I could just do without that. Um, if there was any other movie that I just maybe couldn't... I could live without... Uh, Tales from Earthsea is so gorgeous, but it's three hours long. Jesus. It's so long, and a lot of it is unnecessary. Mm -hmm. I feel like... The prettiest part of that movie happens within the first five minutes, and then you are waiting the whole movie to see that thing that happens in the first uh, ten minutes again. Mm -hmm. Because the way that the story is set up, you expect it, especially from the cover art. If you guys have seen the movie, you know what I'm talking about. If you look at the cover art, you can guess. But you see something, and then you wait, like, the whole fucking rest of the movie to see it again, and it, like, almost doesn't show up again. Oh, my God. It's so annoying. And uh, I feel like it was, like, a time rob. It was one of those things. Yeah. Like, I'll still think about those three hours and be like, I wish I could have done something uh, else. <laughs> so if I, like, I'm thinking about it about a year from now, or about a year later, and I'm still like, oh, those three hours would have been better spent doing something else. <laughs> so... That's just my take. Uh, what about you? How do you feel about those things? Um, I haven't seen Tales from Earthsea, but I think that my um, my movie that I have seen and I'm like, okay, I don't need to watch that again is definitely Ponyo. Uh, and maybe it's just because it's so young, which is like a completely like completely turn complete turnaround from what we said earlier, where you can watch all of them because they're like all because because it's a cute movie. It's definitely a cute movie, and I enjoyed it. But mm -hmm. I was like, okay. 
You know? Yeah. I was like, I don't even see the I was like, yeah. Oh, There's not yeah. anything else to it. Yeah. You, know, you get it. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very uh, straightforward. Good job. Yeah, and I was nice and little Noah Cyrus and the youngest Jonas are the lead actors in it, and I was like, ha 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 ha. But um, yeah, I don't know. It was like it was cute, but I don't need to see it again. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. One thing I would love to say and mention about uh, some of the really cool, interesting dub v sub things is while the subs are awesome in their own right because it directly translates Miyazaki's words and feelings, I think that that was like the best representation for what he means and things. The American actors that are hired to do these movies are exceptional. They do an amazing job. It's all people that you guys know and love. If you've never seen Howl's Moving Castle, Christian Bale is the voice of Howl. Uh, and the I, wind rises. I'm pretty sure John Krasinski is. Either yeah, the main I think guy you're right. I have the biggest crush on John Krasinski, and like every, every single time I hear a freaking e, oh my god, what's that insurance like e insurance commercial or whatever? He's like the voiceover in those commercials, and I'm always like <gasps> John Krasinski. I don't care about <laughs> insurance right now. I'm just like so excited about John Krasinski. <laughs> Get your insurance though. But yeah, but yeah. So he said he said the wind rises, and that makes me really happy. Yay! But anyways, no, yeah, it's people that you, people, people you recognize, their names that you recognize. You know, freaking Chihiro in Spirited Away is Lilo from Lilo and Stitch. Isn't so. uh, Billy Crystal Calcifer? Who's Calcifer? Yeah, I think that we've Billy discovered Crystal's that. Calcifer. I think it was Billy Crystal, yeah. Um, There's so many great people that are involved with these movies. All uh, Tina Fey is the voice of the mother for Ponyo. So, is she? Mm-hmm. Oh. So there's, uh, I, there are so many great people involved in the uh, the, the American dubbing of this particular production series and I think it's just so great that it's all quality from from the moment of conception in Japan to finally getting translated into something that we can enjoy here in America I just think that it's constantly executed at a flawless level not just seamless well and my thing is is that yeah I feel like it's like almost an honor for an actor like to get Oh, yeah. Cast in a Miyazaki film. Like, if I was an actor and, like, Miyazaki, or not even Miyazaki, but, you know, like, the casting director for his movies was like, we want you. I'd be like, oh, where do I sign? I'd be so excited. So, very much so. Um, So, in in going along with some of the things that we've talked about, uh, different movies that we like and things, I feel like something that we have to talk about is why we like it. And, I think that comes along with reoccurring themes. What are some of the reoccurring themes that you've noticed in his movies that you really appreciate? Well, there's definitely, I mean, not always, but I really appreciate the fact that he most of the time or a lot of the time tries to highlight female leads in his movies. Mm -hmm. Um, And I appreciate, I remember I read back in the day that he was like, I don't want any of my characters to look too beautiful. Yeah. Um, I appreciate, you know, like Chihiro looks like a normal girl or like, you know, they they look like normal. They don't look like yeah, super flawless. Nobody's crazy. a beauty queen. Yeah, exactly. It's like I don't know. There's it's it makes his characters way more relatable. Mm-hmm. Um, it I, yeah, I really appreciate. Those are like definitely the things that I I would say that I pick out every single time I watch them. I'm like, you know, it's it's great to watch a movie as a small child and say like that girl is regular looking and she's doing these amazing things. Um, and she's doing them, you know, with the help of her friends, or she's doing them, she's getting through these problems, like, in a great way. I don't know, I just never feel like, when watching his movies, that any of the female characters are treated badly, mm-hmm. or, like, over-sexualized, or anything like that. Like, it's just like, I'm watching a movie, this is a great representation of femininity and strength, and, yes. uh, yeah. 
and being a person. I remember reading... And humanity. That's what we do. I agree. I remember reading a quote either um, in one of the books that I mentioned before that I own or somewhere on the internet. I really can't remember where I found it, but he talks about having a very purposeful relationship between the lead, especially in his female leads, and their male counterparts because he never wants the females to um, need them. It's yeah. always an assistive and um, friendly helping sort of way. Even though certain characters are obviously pitted for love interest, they are always benefited at first by a mutual friendship, mm-hmm. which I think is so important. These girls aren't leaning on these men for help. They aren't um, helpless without them. And in a lot of cases, these women are empowering and encouraging the men in ways that they wouldn't be able to have done said task presented to them without females' help. Mm -hmm. And I think that's really important because um, having, having it be understood that females are capable of being relied on and depended on in a workplace or in Mm -hmm. a dire scenario is something that was relatively new during the times of his movies uh, premieres and is still a battle that is constantly being fought and more often than not won in this day and age. So I think it's really important for that theme to continue to be recognized and celebrated. Another one I think that's really important besides uh, the relationship between his characters is his environmental sensitivity. He cleaned a river whenever he was young. I want to say he started doing that when he was like eight or nine. And it really, really, really touched him as an experience because there was just so much stuff Mm -hmm. in the river and there were so many people there to help and it took them such a long time so he was having you know like how can we do more what can we do to prevent this from happening like we all worked so hard and we barely dented what was going on there um so you'll see it in places like spirited away you'll see it in places like nausicaa uh you'll definitely see it all throughout his movies if you take time to look I also, can I just say, like, I, because I recently, like I said, I watched Spirited Away the other day, mm-hmm. and uh, I literally have been watching that movie since I was, like, you know, what, nine, ten years old? Mm-hmm. Nine years old. And, like, uh, just realized upon the last watching of it that the only reason that, like, the the river spirit that's, like, super gross and he leaves her, like, the, the fruit thing. Yeah. I was, like, I didn't put together that the reason that that thing made people throw up was just that it was gross. Like, 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 I thought it was just, like, some medicine or something, but, like, because it, like, shows her eating it the first time, and she's like, oh, my God, like, this is the most disgusting thing I've ever eaten. And I was like, why is that scene even there? And then it, like, it's, oh, it's to explain the fact that it makes Haku throw up, and it makes no face throw up. It's just gross. And I was like, like, I'm, like, I've been watching this movie for legitimately, like, over 10 years and just now understood that plot so point. So my, my wondering is like, is that a real thing in Japan? Like yeah. whatever it is that they're biting, like is that a thing that is Does kind of like, like epicac, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. Whatever. So guys, let us know in, <laughs> uh, in the reviews or comments of the podcast, however that works, what you think or what that means. Yeah. I want to know. Yeah, same. I charge I'm you. I'm super curious because it looks like a, like a fruit thing. Like it yeah. looks like a, a naturally thing. Well, I was like, me, is it just gross because it came from the gross river to me, spirit? it looks like a fuzzy kiwi, like a yeah. fuzzy green kiwi. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I want to believe that it's uh, like a severed buffalo nut. I don't know, but it, it cracks me up that she's like, what do I have that can help the situation? Oh, I ate this thing the other day and it was disgusting. Yeah. And she like, so she's like, I'm just going to give this to my friend and hope he throws up whatever gross thing 
Like, she's like, it definitely made me want to vomit. Oh, so my let, me just, let me just stop the situation. Like, I'm going to be resourceful real no, quick. No, dude, that's like your best friend whenever they're like, oh, my God, this smells. Smell it. Yeah. That's exactly what that's like. Oh, my God. Ugh, friends for life. So. Love that. Um, I feel like uh, we kind of talked a little bit about this already, but oh, yeah. um, the way that love works in his films and the relationships and stuff. So I don't know that we need to go over that again. Yeah, I mean, I appreciate, like you were saying, uh, that that male-to-female relationships are mutually beneficial. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm like, I'm going to mention Spirit Away the most because I have watched it the most times and definitely have it memorized. I'm yeah. like, I swear to God, I've seen, you know, like Princess Mononoke and Kiki's Delivery Service and My Neighbor Totoro yeah, and that's Castle that's... and stuff. But, like, but I'm like, I just know mm-hmm. everything about, or like the ins and outs of every single scene of this movie. But like, um, I appreciate, because I guess I just hadn't, like I took into account like their, Chihiro and Haku are like friends. And, right. You know, like, it's maybe it is romantic, but really it's just friendship that they have. They know that they can't see each other again because he tells her not to turn back. Yeah, around. yeah. So, so it's like they know they're yeah. never going to see each other again. They're not. So, I mean, and also, like, I'm like, Chihiro has like a billion other things going on. She doesn't need to focus on the fact that like, I'm getting cool. a man. Just... So I don't really see it as a romantic relationship. But um, I appreciate the fact that Haku helps her in the beginning, but then, like, there's that brief moment where you think he might be evil. Mm hmm. And then she even, still cares. Yeah, she still cares. And to that extent, he helped her in the beginning and she has to like save him. Mm-hmm. And like, and then they like help each other in the end, remember? Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so, like, uh, I, yeah, I didn't, I hadn't really thought about the fact, like, of her benefiting him as a character. Like, yes, I thought about the fact that she like grows up on her own and, mm-hmm. you know, gains her own strength. But I find, yeah, I find it really great that, because like, I always, I guess, just thought of Haku as like the guy that helped her out. Right. She's there, but really, like, she does so much to help him out. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, you know, she saves yeah. him whenever those little, uh, the little head spirit thingies that are you, Baba's little henchmen are trying to push him. Yeah, down yeah, that well. yeah. You know, she saves him from those, uh, the little fluttering papers yeah. that are trying to cut Zaniba. him. Zaniba. <laughs> that was really good. Thanks. Thank you. That was really good. Where, what did you do with my baby? <laughs> Yeah. Um, I think another great relationship to talk about is the one between the main characters in Princess Mononoke. They Mm -hmm. do such a great job at mirroring the, you know, I don't know. You know that the guy has an expiration date because of his crazy, his uh, crazy disease, like, disease on this situation. Thing, yeah. And you know that she has this very weird, not expiration date in the same sense, but she has like an ephemeral quality to her because she's of nature and because she's mm-hmm. from these wolves that have their like, uh, they have themselves written out for wanted uh, situations. You yeah. Know? Like they're, they're not meant to be around forever because people are mad at those spirits and they want to like you know, utilize the, the nature again. Mm-hmm. So, um, I just really appreciate the way that those characters benefit one another. I think Ponyo is a really, really cute, uh, slightly romantic mm-hmm. relationship scenario where, uh, both characters definitely benefit one another. And there is that slight romantic twist, mm-hmm. but they don't push it on you. They don't force it because yeah. I think even they, evaluate and realize that it's a little weird for a boy to be in love with a fish girl. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and also, they're like five. Yeah, yeah, they're like they are five. But, okay, so answer me this, because we talked about it for a second earlier, and I just want to know, like, are they really actually pitted together because mom kind of relinquishes, and so does dad, relinquishes responsibility for Ponyo after she turns into a human, and she's all... 
Okay, we trust this five-year-old boy and their mom to take care of you slash get married? Or are they brother and sister now? They float together in that weird, like, almost yeah. kissing way at the end, but they're five. What's going on there? I don't know. Yeah, weirdlings, you should help us out because I couldn't tell you. Like, <sighs> what do you think? What do y'all think? That's it, the real question. I swear, the love... Yeah, the love relationships in his movies, I gotta say, like, I don't hate them, but they always make me, like, kind of mad in a weird way. Mm. When Marnie was there is the perfect example for a, like, a visceral reaction out of my body. Mm. All of my friends that saw it with me wish that they would have had a camera with me. They all told me that because (laughs) of the way that I reacted out of the theater. I was crying and I was pissed, but I was so happy and I wanted to walk right back in there and watch it again. So it was just like, ugh. I was just so mad happy. Go see when Marnie was there here somewhere else. Uh, <laughs> on October 6th uh, when it comes yeah, out. Yeah, you'll see it. Blu-ray. Yeah, just go pick it up and take a watch to understand Danielle's pain. I'm sure you'll figure it out. Um, What's next? Um, okay, so. You introduced the yeah. last two topics. Okay, cool. Um, okay, so, yeah. We talked about the way love works and stuff. Um, so, speaking of love, uh, let's talk about some characters that we love. So, Daniel, like, what are who are your favorite characters? I already know one of them that you're gonna say, like, definitely. <laughs> let's just do like three. Oh, I'm interested to see which one you think I'm gonna say. Now. I already know who you think you're, who you're gonna say because I know who like you love. Okay, uh, so um, I'm very much about Calcifer. Uh, yeah, I think that uh, you're petting I'm petting a Calcifer right now. That's one of my cat's names. Um, but I absolutely am in love with Calcifer. Billy Crystal does an amazing job doing the voiceover. It's fucking hysterical. I I lose it every time he talks, and he reminds me of Genie from Aladdin. So I think that there's, mm-hmm. like, um, mm-hmm. there's a whole bunch of different uh, Disney and Ghibli, like, story parallels. I think Ponyo is supposed to be, like, the young version of Little Mermaid. And I yeah. think, uh, you know, a lot of, there's a lot of echoing back and forth between those two and the, the lessons that they try to teach. I think Miyazaki does a better job at executing those things. Mm-hmm. Disney princesses princesses and their storylines you can poke holes in those all day oh, but yeah, all day. uh spirit or i'm sorry ghibli storylines are just solid they really really are calcifer is one of the people that i abs or the fire demons that i absolutely love uh you're like freaking me out with this who you think i'm gonna say because like now i want to know who you think i'm gonna say um i really like now all the characters are running together, and I'm just excited. <laughs> I love Howl. Also, I don't want to pick everything from Howl's Moving Castle, though. Um, I'm sorry. <laughs> Guys, there are so many characters in all of these movies. I'm sitting here just, like, inventorying them, and they're, like, cycling through my brain in, like, a Street Fighter kind of way. Uh, another character that I'm super, super happy with and just could watch forever would be... Uh, Do you want me to just tell you who I think you're going to say? Yes. I thought you were going to say no face because you love him. Oh, well, yeah. Okay. Yes, definitely. (laughs) Yes, definitely. (laughs) You're like like, obsessed with him, sort of? I bitch about constantly how, uh, like I said earlier, Totoro is the Pikachu equivalent of the Studio Ghibli branding. He is not the coolest character that Ghibli has to offer. However, he is the merch baby for this 
a magical train of awesome. Mm -hmm. And I hate it. I really do. I think it would be just as easy, if not easier, to make a no-face plushie that's worth the $20 to $40 that you're going to have to pay (laughs) for it. I think that it would be so much easier to make cute little scarves, leggings, and other wearable merch with no face on it. And I think that... Uh, cuddling with a weird, awkward no-face and, like, having a no-face onesie with little gold hands for sleeves would be the cutest thing that I've ever heard, ever seen in my life. That would be really cute. I know it. We should make one. We should make a no-face onesie. What are they called? There's a name for them, like, Kiniguri or Kugaboo. I don't know. I don't. Kugaboo. <laughs> Let us know the name of the onesies that are j- Japanese in the comments. Um, <laughs> ow. But uh, my last character that I absolutely love would probably be Sophie. I think that she's just so cool, and her transitions are really great. The lady who does the old version of Sophie is hysterical, and (laughs) I'm just super duper about uh, her character arc as a whole. Yeah. So those are my three. What are you? I know one of yours. Do you? I do. I probably know, like, the first one of yours. No. Yeah. There's no way. Uh-huh. I don't know. My brain's not working now. Uh, the first one that I can... say... Yeah, say the, it on three. Oh, no. No, I, no. No, do it. Oh, the first one that I can think of uh, <laughs> uh, is Gigi from Kiki's Delivery Service. No, I was wrong! Uh, <laughs> my brain is sad. Oh, okay. I'm sure that you'll think of another one. I'm sure. It's um, got to be on the list. has to be. Okay, so Oh, Gigi. yeah, you're... I mean, you probably do. But, uh, no, I love Gigi so much. Gigi is, like, if I ever get a black cat, I'm naming it Gigi, you know, like, hands down. Like, I oh. love Gigi so much. He's so sassy. Cute. I just love him. He's so funny. Oh. Oh my god, I love Gigi. Um, the second one, I mean, maybe you will guess it, but I love Kamaji. Uh, I love Kamaji the Boiler Man. He, yeah. He's, excuse me. He is really cute. He's very sentimental. And like when he springs the fact that he's Jahiro's grandfather on you, I'm like, mm-hmm. huh. I'm not going to second guess it, but weird. I mean, I think that he's just lying to cover up the fact that she's there, but yeah. like, uh, to just be, to help her out. But yeah. I mean, he'll be silly if he was her grandpa. Yeah. But no, I love Kamaji and I, I don't know. It's just cause like, he's so helpful. He said, yeah, he's like, she's my granddaughter. He like, I, I, I love like my, my Twitter bio, uh, uh, is literally finish what you started human. Aww. Cause like he screams that he's like, or he doesn't scream it at her, but whenever, you know, she's like, she She's shoveling the coal. Yeah, the coal in, and he's like, finish what you started, human. I'm always like, that is the way, that's the words to live by. Oh and my so, god, I'm gonna uh, copy you. Yeah. I'm gonna like write that out as an inspirational post. Yeah, like, I, I, I want, sh- I would get a print of Kamaji and like put it in my room, honestly, because I love him. I'll but, do it. <gasps> will you make a print of Kamaji for me? Guys, I'm gonna make stuff, and hopefully at some point I will have a store, and maybe that will be one of the things that we Oh my that gosh, that'd be great. Great. Yay, Kamaji. But yeah, so I love him. I just think he's super adorable. He's just like a little old man, and he's just working, and he gives her his train tickets, and he's so helpful. He's, he's so like, good. I've been saving these for 40 years, and he gives them to her. Like, like I mean, who's there's no telling how long 40 years actually is for him. Like, it could be like, you know, two weeks or whatever, but still. Yeah, like, yeah, true. You know, like, still, I think it the sentimentality behind it is so sweet. I just love him. I love Kamaji. And he just goes to bat for her so instantly. You yeah. Know? It's so, it's so wonderful. Uh, and then lastly, I'm like, I feel like 
I don't think that you're gonna. You think I'm really gonna pissed say. about it? Yeah, because this person should be on your list according to the way that you've talked about this movie the whole t- podcast. But whatever. I mean, like I like I think there's like obvious things, but I think the just like people who I love that are like side characters. Is really yeah, what I'm trying that's to so okay. That's but, so true. Like, uh, oh, we should have done main characters and side characters. Oh, oh well. Oh well. <laughs> but y'all tell us your main characters and your favorite uh, side characters as well because I'd be really interested to see. I think that you know Danielle would too. Yeah. Do it, yeah. Do your yeah. last one. Uh, but my last one is. Uh, it's so silly because they don't really do anything but the freaking baby and the bird whenever they get oh, turned the bird into, and the mouse. yeah whenever oh. they get turned into like the little bird and the mouse I like highlight of the movie for me honestly I just think that they're so cute and if I could have a plushie of anything it would be of the little mouse and the bird just like hanging out together favorite part of the movie almost like, of course, the whole movie is my favorite part of the movie, but one of my favorite parts is when they do, like, they break the seal, and then the little, um, you know, like, the little mouse and the little sits right, they, like, reenact it together, and it's just the cutest thing, oh my god, I love it so, 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 so much. Uh, they, they do this, like, the humans break the seal that flies out of, um, what's his tits' mouth? Haku. Yeah. A seal flies out of Haku's mouth, and uh, Chihiro steps on it and smushes it, and then Kamaji makes her break the seal so that she doesn't have bad luck. And the mouse and the bird reenact it for all the soot sprites, and it's so cute! The way that the little mouse puts his arms up at the end like he just stuck a gymnast dismount is Perfect! I love it no, so much. It's they're literally, yeah, definitely two of my absolute favorite characters. Oh, like, just so that I cute. think are so adorable in any of his movies ever. So cute. I have I love Calcifer too though. He's precious. Calcifer, I, that Calcifer would be my like yeah. wish plush. If I could have another yeah. plush besides No Face, it would be a Calcifer one. That'd be so great. Um, yeah. Did you think I was gonna say Chihiro? Yes! <laughs> oh, that's what I was waiting for! Like, I love her, but I mean, like, I think it's easy to cop out and say a main character. I don't know. See, you I said- think that's why That's why you said that, and I got so nervous, because had you not told me No Face, I wouldn't have put in him, him in my top three, because he is so obvious. Yeah. Uh, but I do wish for more merch of his. I think one side character that I really love that I didn't mention, uh, or two, I guess, would be the frog. In oh my god! Away. I love that. Holy frog. he's so funny! And like when uh, <laughs> when his voice is coming out of No Face's body, it yes. just like totally cracks me up every time. I, oh my god! Like I, upon my most recent rewatch, I also didn't notice that No Face like basically takes on the body of a frog. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. Like yeah, I didn't. I like. There's so many things that I like. You know, as an adult, you just that's this. That's why this movie holds up so well after so many years, though, is because there's mm-hmm. so much detail that goes into it. Um, this has really just turned into spirited away madness, but I don't it care. It really has. Because it's, it's okay. my favorite, so. <laughs> my other favorite character is from House Moving Castle, and it's Heen, the dog with duck feet. Oh my god, I love him. He's so cute. Oh and I really like when uh, Sophie is walking with Heen, and. He's, she's, like, super heavy. Yes! <laughs> or, when, like, right before she meets him, uh, when she's like, which one is Hal? Oh, that's not him. And, and then she, she looks up at the plane, and she's like, that could be him. He's flam. She's flamboyant enough yeah. like he's flamboyant enough oh it just God. breaks my heart with happiness what's <laughs> our what's our last topic of point our point? um wait uh, we on. can just skip top three movies because we've talked about yeah i think well i, mean, we will, I think we kind of did top three like yeah we've, we basically we've, we've talked about our favorites yeah y'all most, know spirited yeah, really away yeah. princess mononoke house moving castle not ponyo not totoro 
pretty much everything else. <laughs> um, oh my god, you guys, Grave of Fireflies. Excuse me. Is that Miyazaki? I thought it was just Studio Ghibli. Oh. I don't think that's Miyazaki. That's not Miyazaki. It's just Studio Ghibli. Truth! Very good! Mm-hmm. Very good trivia that I, I that forgot. Fact. Good job. That's like the one fact that I do know. <laughs> um, so, to sum up, we are talking about all of this stuff to reiterate the release of When Marnie Was There on DVD and Blu-ray. Blu-ray, which comes out October 6th. This Tuesday! So y'all should go pick it up, please. It's a really great movie. Um, And yeah, I... Yeah. If you're so inclined, make sure that you check us out when we do our Let's Watch. If you don't feel like watching it alone, watch it with us. Yeah, definitely. Oh my god, it'll be so fun. Yay! Alright, everybody... I think that's the end of our episode. Yes. So thank you so much for listening again. Uh, we hope to see you next week when we talk about crushes, crushes in anime. anime. Awkward anime crushes. Uh, be sure, please, if you want to contribute to the discussion next week, leave your awkward anime crushes in the comments. Uh, we would us, love to be reading love. comments. Yeah. We would love to be reading comments. Seriously, we would love for you to comment on anything, everything. Please. Um, and yeah. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe and check us out at theweirdlings.com for this and many more episodes of Fem Service. Yeah. Uh, be sure to check te- check out Danielle's super awesome art videos uh, uh, at the Weirdlings YouTube channel. And also check out Shannon's new videos and her music videos at theweirdlings.com as well. Awesome. Okay. Uh, we'll see y'all next week. Bye. Bye.